three, two, one. Thank you for joining us for the Welcome to the Hall podcast, courtesy of the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame and the El Paso Sports Commission. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the best of the best from past inductees into your El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the our very special prod, podcast with the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame. And, of course, when you talk about uh, great coaches, you got to put up there this is Julius Lohenberg, who's our very special guest today. He's inducted into the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame, where his plaque hangs proudly at the Don Haskins Center up at the University of Texas at El Paso. Mr. Lohenberg, thank you for joining us. How are you doing? Fine, Thank you for having me. You know, I'm doing fine. You know, I think of you because of the fact that a couple of weeks ago we interviewed uh, for the Welcome to the Hall podcast, we did Benny Brooks. And, oh, my boy Benny. Yes, and I think of you because of the fact I can't think of two more individuals that have been so special to the parochial school environment, especially yourself, because of the fact that not only parochial schools but youth sports in terms of recreation and, and uh, the elementary level and the middle school level than Julius Lohenberg and what you've been able to do in your career. Well, thank you, sir. I've had a lot of fun with it. You know, you went to Cathedral High School as a student and played basketball and you played football. And back in the day, people don't realize how, how I mean, it was, of course, it's competitive today. But then, of course, it had to be really, really brutal. Well, we didn't have, uh, we didn't have two platoons. We had, uh, you know, you were a guard, you were a guard on offense, and you were a guard on defense. And if you, in those days, if you were a fullback on offense, you were a linebacker on defense. That's just the way it was. And what was it like going to Cathedral at that time? Because, you know, you had all the public schools as well. But what got your parents to say, Julius, you're going to Cathedral? Well, I, I went to St. Patrick's, graduated from St. Patrick's, and most of my friends, in fact, only three out of the graduating class went to Cathedral. All of my buddies went to uh, El Paso High. That's who I hung out with. And I begged my mother to let me go to El Paso High. And she said, no, you're going to Cathedral. Uh, I'm going to put you there for one year. And after the one year, if you want to transfer, you can transfer. Well, she got me there. And uh, needless to say, I didn't want to transfer. I had, you know, I made some dear friends that I still... There's still three of us at our age that still communicate with each other and see each other quite often. So uh, I stayed at Cathedral, thank God, and uh, uh, ne- never regretted it. Never regretted going to Cathedral High School. At that time when you were at Cathedral, where did you play your football games? Wherever we could get a stadium. Uh, generally, we played at El Paso High, but we did play some at Austin. And, uh, well, it was just Atlanta. But most of our games were played at El Paso High and, and Austin. Because we didn't have a field. You know, we didn't have a field. Right. Or stadium or anything. And who's the greatest athlete that you ever played with or against? Oh, there was a guy from Albuquerque. an All-American in college. Um, and he went on pre pro ball, but I can't remember. Probably the one I can remember the most was a guy by the name of Arthur Lawrence. Uh, he played for Douglas, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, big, uh, big guy, and uh, didn't wear shoulder pads. Didn't wear uh, 
Fly pass, get away. He weighed about, he was a fullback. And I remember, uh, I remember supposedly I hit him, but he hit me. And in those days, we had the leather helmets, you know, like uh, they had the stripe on them on the top, and they were like in four pieces. Well, when I hit him, my helmet exploded into four pieces. Wow. And they put, they put me in a hospital there with a concussion. Oh, my so, goodness. Uh, he was good. He was that good. It, he, seriously, he did not wear shoulder pads. Jeez. I don't know if he ever went to college or, you know, back in those days, uh, you never kept track. We didn't know whether who, anybody went to college. But uh, I, I played against some good ones. Uh, Austin had some real good ball players. El Paso High, uh, Mike uh, Gary was a quarterback there in my day, and he was an all-district uh, uh, ball player, and uh, he was really good. Uh, uh, Frankie Cordon, El Paso High, uh, Louis Lama, uh, the Lama, one of the Lama boys, Tony Lama's son. Yeah. He was a guard there at El Paso High. And uh, we played against some good ones. There were some good people there. Louis High School uh, uh, had a lot of, lot of good athletes at that time. Well, they still do. Oh, yes. But at that time, they had some really good. Morales, Campos, Morales. Uh, Rocky Galarza, just just a lot of good good football players and basketball. You know, in those days, in our days, uh, we didn't have uh, you didn't play a particular sport all year. You played football, and then if you were an athlete, you went into basketball. And and then at the schools that had baseball, if they got through the basketball, they went into baseball. You know, those guys at Bowie. You know, with that great championship team, a lot of those guys were great basketball players, too. Oh, yeah. Now, St. Patrick's you know. has been very good to you as well because you coached there for a number mm-hmm. of years. And oh, yeah, that, sure. that really defined your career in many ways, gave you a, a chance to get started in coaching. Yes, sir. I was, I was at St. Pat's. I graduated from there, and then I went to Cathedral. And then my uh, senior year, I got married. Graduated and got married, and then the next year I started at St. Patrick's, and then fortunately I, you know, had a good run there. And uh, I don't know if you remember Tom Rush. Yes. Was um, he was a head of little league baseball here, and I was uh, I worked I had the Bowie field. I was a supervisor at the Bowie Little League, and he came to see. I had got a job at Putnam. I was graduating from UTEP from Texas Western that summer. And I, Putnam was just opening up, and I got the job uh, at Putnam and the uh, PE job. And then uh, I was going to make fifty, I think fifty six hundred dollars a year. I was married, and had three kids, new house, new car. And Tom Rush came by the day and said, "We want to come ride with me." I said, "Sure." Says, uh, how would you like to coach high school football? I said, yeah, I would love to, but it's going to take me a few years, Tom. He said, no, right now. So they took me up to Canutillo, and they hired me. And I, I came home, told my wife, uh, I said, I got a head job, and uh, but it's going to be $1,600 less a year, so be prepared. So I took the job at Canutillo for $4,000 a year. Wow. But happy and heck. No field, no nothing, but good kids. Now Hungry you, kid. You bring up a good point in your wife. You can't talk to Julius Lorenberg without talking about your wife. How many years have you been married now? 
Uh, we just celebrated uh, last month uh, 69 years. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. And, of course, many people may not be aware, but the football stadium at Kenny Tio High School is named after you and your wife. Yeah, people don't realize that's right. that. You don't and realize it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Julius and Irene. It should have been Irene and Julius. <laughs> very true. Very, very, very true. Yes. She was, she's the backbone of our family, I tell you. But how how neat was that to be able to be, be let's go back a little ways because uh Kenny Tio High School when you took that job as you mentioned, that was a a one A school. One A. No, it was B. Oh, okay. I'm Class sorry. B. <laughs> Class B. <laughs> Class B. And and when we started the high school there, before the high school was there, uh the kids had to go if they want if they went to school, they went to El Paso High. Uh, and um, so very few of the, uh, if you go back to history, very few of the kids that graduated, graduated from high school because it was, you know, they just, they just didn't know. So we started the school with uh, freshmen and sophomores and uh, uh, no football team, no track team, no basketball team, just started athletics. Uh, Joe McDougall was our superintendent. And, uh, uh, he bought, uh, he had bought 24, he, was a, he used to be the coach at, uh, at Austin, uh, uh, junior high coach. So he had coached, and I, I coached against him when I was at St. Patrick's. And, uh, but he had bought 24 uniforms, you know, various sizes, and it wasn't just, and that's what we had to start with. 24 jerseys, 24 pants, 24 helmets. Wow. But it was a good time. I mean, it was a, Took us a year before we built a little stadium that uh, our janitors built in a cinder block and two by twelves. We planted a field out there, and uh, second year we were playing at home before we played all our all our games away. So, uh, but we were Class B. That's how we started, and our the, the teams that we were that they were in that district were uh, were uh, Dell City and Clint and us. Wow. And then, and then we went to Class A, and then we got in with Fabens, Clint, Van Horn, uh, and then we got went into and we got Al- Alpine and Barfa into it. And then we went. I think my last year we went. That's when we went Double A. I see. Uh, with, with, with the same teams, basically the same teams. And then leading up to 1967, when you were ranked number one in the state of Texas, never happened before in El Paso high school football. Yeah. What was that? Well, it was great. Uh, we had a great football team. I mean, that, and we had a quarterback, uh, a kid by the name of uh, Louis Payan. Uh, he uh, he was a kid about six two, hundred and seventy, quarterback. And he was really good. He went on to play uh, junior college uh, in California. But uh, and we played Sonora, who was ranked number two in the state at that time. And we played them in the bi-district game. First series of downs, I got Sal Hurt. I mean, uh, Louie Hurt. And I put in, the only other guy I had was a little freshman quarterback and uh, scared to death for a little guy. And they beat us pretty bad. But... Uh, uh, you know, that's the way things go. When you got a little school, you don't have a lot of athletes, and one goes down, and you're in trouble. 
and it happened to be my best, you know, my best athlete, our best athlete that went down, but uh, that was it. We had a great team. We were undefeated the whole year, and uh, we just lost that one game. And football wasn't your only forte in coaching. You also did track and field and basketball, of course, but track and field was where you won some state championships also. Yes, sir. We, I, I started the track program up there in Kenya, too, and we, used to, we had a farmer that went on the, on the levee down in the river. Not the levee, but down on the river, uh, on the riverbed, you know, on the side of the river. He came in with a, his tractor and made us a track. Uh, you know, just cut out a track, and that's where we started our that's where we started our track program, and uh, we won two state titles in uh, cross country, and we won uh, twelve district titles. So we had some good, good running kids, good, good athletes. We had a bunch of good athletes, now, hungry athletes. They were hungry. Can you imagine those days when you were coaching and looking at Canyon Two High School today as you drive down <laughs> I ten? It's, it's unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> unbelievable. In fact, uh, our track coach uh, back a year ago or so, he called me and said, "Can you come by here and show me where where the old school and the old track used to be?" So I picked him up there at school. And we drove up to behind the, the the elementary school up there. That's there still there, and there's still some curves <laughs> around there with still the markings on them. But that's all that's left of it. But uh, I said, "This is where we had our track meet." And our track was made out of cinder from uh, the smelter. Uh, Tom Mays was our county commissioner in those days. And in those days, you know, you could, the commissioner, county commissioners could help the schools out, not like it is today. And uh, he got us the the stuff from the smelter and spread it all out for us. And that was our cinder track. Wow. And we had what was called the Eagle Relays, and we had up to, couple of years we had 40 over 45 teams it was a two-day meet two division meet we had teams from all the way down from Laredo come up and, and uh Albuquerque Silver City all over but uh, and you know back in those days again the teachers came out and helped you and they, they didn't expect any money they they, they were the, the pickers for us and stuff like the timers and and everything, you know, it was, a, it was a school affair when we had a track meet. All the teachers participated. No pay. They didn't get extra. Yeah, you know, you think about yourself, Mr. Lowenberg, and people don't realize, of course, that when you think about brothers, you think about Andy and Sid Cohen as far as some of the great brothers that have been uh, great in athletics here in the city of El Paso and legendary coaches as well uh, that are in the Hall of Fame. And, of course, another brother's duo that's in the Hall of Fame is yourself and brother brother. Carlos. And and how neat is that to have your own brother in the Hall of Fame with you? It was was a great honor for for me and for both of us. You know, I I remember when I started at Kenya. Well, I started St. Patrick's. I called St. Patrick's. Carlos was, I had what we call the varsity, and Carlos had what we call the peewees. It was a fifth grade and below. And mine was a seventh, eighth, and uh, seventh and eighth grader. So uh, he was coaching with me at St. Patrick's when he was still going, you know, when he was going to college. And then when I went to Kenya Teal, uh, he started helping me there even after college. And then when he graduated, he became my assistant. And then he left in the Doso and then came back. And that's when we had 
And he was my assistant during that 60-70. And then he went on to Jesuit and had a, you know, play for the state title here at the Sun Bowl, uh, TCIL in those days, Catholic, Texas Catholic Interscholastic League, what it was called. And he went to there, and then he went, uh, I guess it was Jeff, and El Paso High, and Bowie, and uh, yeah, in Canyon Teal, Austin. And he coached at Canyon Teal. When I went to Gaston, he was a Canyon Teal coach. And then when I left Gaston, went back into the construction, he, after he retired from El Paso, he went to Gaston. He was a head football coach at Gaston. And then he was the athletic director. And uh, a great coach, I tell you. That was a, that Carlos could have been, easily could have been a college coach. He had that much knowledge. And one interesting thing about your brother that people may not realize is he did us as well. He used to coach girls, right? Oh yes, he <laughs> he coached. Uh, he he, he uh, and, you know I saw in the paper the other day where Tanya Tito said the girls did a real good job this year. But Carlos, if I'm not mistaken, Carlos went on to the regional championships with a girls team there at Tanya Tito. And uh, but you know what's ironic? You know where Carlos finished his career at Saint. I mean at uh, Santa Teresa coaching. Girls volleyball, of all things. Yeah, that's so cool. That must have been the worst year of his life, he said. <laughs> oh, uh, oh. But he's got some stories, I tell you. Well, one interesting trivia question. Many people in uh, high school sports may not know about your brother, Carlos, and it's a good one, too, uh, is the fact that your brother coached first at Austin High School with Stephen Lee. Stephen Lee yes. set the city record for rushing in a game with over 400 yards. He had 421. Then your brother goes from Austin to Jefferson. Jefferson. And then he had All a right. gentleman named Andre Sessions. And Andre Sessions broke Stephen Lee's record for rushing in one game with over 460 yards. So your brother has coached the two greatest running backs in the history of El Paso sports that broke the record of high school football rushing in, in one game. Isn't that amazing? Yes, it is. But, you know, Carlos, I mean, not both of them, but Carlos ran the wing tee. Yes. Okay, he had, I mean, he did not have anything fancy. He, he ran the football, and, uh, you know, he would games like that. Like you say, 400 yards a game, 300 yards a game. But, uh, yeah, he had a very simple, simple offense, but a very good one. And he stuck with that offense. From the very beginning to the end, he never changed. Yes. You know, he, he adapted his players to his offense, and which made it so great. You know, he had some great running backs. Oof. Oh, yeah. And he had another one. He had another one at, um, I don't know how great he was, but he went on to play at the University of oh, New Mexico State, a kid in, uh, at Gaston, Shabazz, something like that. I forget his name, but he, again, was a great running back. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's known for his running backs, I'll tell you. Well, thank you as well, Mr. Lohenberg, for what you have done in terms of uh, raising funds for Cathedral High School. Well, I'm still at it. <laughs> yes, sir, you're still at it, and it's amazing what you and your, your compadres have done over the years to be able to give back. And the name of the group is, I can never say it right, Los Que Van Quedando, or... I'm sorry it's, if I didn't say right. It's called the Cathedral Alumni Association. Okay. Los Quedando. 
Yes, sir. Those who those who are left. That's you. us. That's you. <laughs> That's <laughs> us. And we have in fact we have a meeting tomorrow morning. A board of directors meeting of the LQEQ we call it. So we're still active. Still oh, active. Now still you still doing it. You were inducted into the uh, El Paso Leg Hall of Fame and uh, the special night that you were inducted. What was it like for you to be able to be on stage with all those many others that were inducted? Because people don't realize this is the class that you went in with in 1999. You went in with Charlie Brown, Sarah, uh-huh. Sarah Marie Guido, Cliff Guido. Magic Thomas, uh-huh. Tim Floyd, uh-huh. Bill uh-huh. Knight, Dotson Lewis, and Rocky Galarza. Oh my goodness! What and a class. special, special deal they gave to Nolan Richardson that particular that night. night. Yes. Let me tell you a funny story there, if you have time. You always got time for you, Mister Lorenberg. I, I I got up to give my speech. It was written, and on one side I have Tim Floyd, and the other side I have Nolan. Nolan and I go back since from a long time. Tim's father was a coach at Tenute at Cathedral. I don't know if you knew that. Lee Floyd. Yes. And he was a, he was, a, he was a great basketball player then, and he was a coach under uh, Carson. And he's in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Anyway, I'm getting up to make my speech, and I've got this guy. Uh, uh, Tim had just got the job with the uh, Bulls. And I guess he was making, you know, I don't know how many million dollars a year. Yes. And Nolan was a head football coach at, uh, I mean, basketball coach at Arkansas, making a million dollars. Right. And here I am, you know, a little old high school guy, and I get up and say, you know, give my speech. And I said, I want you all to know, you know, that I probably consider myself the smartest football coach that El Paso ever had. And there was silence. And I looked around and I said, oh, Christ. You, you know, here's a guy making five million. Here's a guy making a million. I said, what I mean by that is I hired, I was able to hire the best assistants that anybody could have. That's what made me a great coach. And I got out of that one. <laughs> but it, it was silence for a little while. But, uh, yeah, it was a good class. You know, there were some great people in that class. And I wanna, great people. Yes, it was. And I want to thank you as well because you were the one of the ones that initiated getting Price's Creameries involved with being a sponsor of yeah, the Pass yeah. with Leg Hall of Fame banquets over the years. They yeah. did it for 20 years. Thank you, Mr. Yes, sir. You're welcome. And it, it, it's just too bad that uh, – the lady, well, the guy that was, uh, uh was a gentleman. Carrejo, yes, sir. Yeah. And then the lady yeah. that after her was. Irene Pastella. Pastella. Yes. And then I understand, you know, Irene's now working for Cathedral. Yes. Uh, so, uh, but I didn't realize she wasn't at, for, at uh, Prices anymore. And when I talked to her, uh, when I first found out she was at Cathedral, she was at one of our meetings. And in fact, I approached her to see if we could get some money from prices for cathedral, you know, for the, right. I'm sorry, I'm not there anymore. Special so lady, special lady. Yes, she sure is, boy, she sure is. Definitely so, and you're a special person. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you, Mr. Lohenberg, for taking the thank time you. on your schedule. But, you know, even more so, I want to make people aware of the fact, not only were you a great coach, not only were you a great influence on a lot of individuals' lives, you should be in the Hall of Fame as well for what you've done in the construction business. You've been doing that since <laughs> the late 70s, and and you're still doing it. So we're talking now. Yes, you just did an inspection. You're still doing it. I just it. got an inspection. Yes, sir. I'm still at it. I'm still working. You got to keep working, Wayne. You, you, can't, you can't slow it. As long as I can. I mean, I, I take jobs. I'm, I'm particular what jobs I take. I take it close, you know, 
I, I stick around the west side because I live on the west side. I don't go on the other side of town. I don't get on the freeway, you know. I, I mean, I know my limitations. And I'm busy, you know, as busy as I want to be. Yes. I still have time for everything else. That's nothing wrong with that, right? Nothing wrong. My, you know, my dad retired at 75 and 78, he was dead. Wow. Didn't even have anything to do, you know? So I got a lot to do. I still got a lot left to do. Well, you have a blessed wife, a blessed family as well. Oh, and, I do. Uh, and uh, sure I, do. I want you to please understand as well, the other night when you, I mean, the other when you were mentioning about Nolan on one side and Tim Floyd on the other and all that money around you in terms of what they were making and big time coaching, uh, what you have done in terms of all those years with the youth, all those years with the recreation, all those use years with uh, middle school, um, you were a millionaire as well. And uh, the, it wasn't the money that you put in your pocket. It was the memories that you put in your pocket as far as what you did. Thank you. You got that right. You got that right. It was well worth every minute of it. Loved it all. Still love it. Still go, still, still see my ex-ball players, uh, you know, uh, see them every once in a while, get together with them. And from Cathedral and Tenutillo mainly. Uh, so uh, I was blessed. We were blessed, my wife and I both. Thank you. Great and, uh, time. The past president of the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame as well, Mr. Lorenberg, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, man. Sure appreciate it. Thank Take you, care, guys. I'll be in Thank touch. You. And Julius Lomberg, gentlemen, El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame, welcome to the hall. Thank you all very much for joining us, and take care and have a great, great day. Yeah.